You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Uh, 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Real quick, Alexa off. No one wants to hear Lionel Richie right now. Oh my gosh, she didn't listen, she didn't listen to me. Alexa off. There we the go. machines are becoming self-aware. <laughs> Uh, real quick, uh, this is just a fun thing that we're doing. It's the Franchise Thunder Insiders. It's uh, Jerry Ramsey, it's Madison Morris, it's John Hamm, and it's Brady Trantham. At least that's how I see it. That's Does everybody have that? No? No, I'm right no. above you. No, Madison oh. is this way to me. John's down there. You're right below me. That's how I see I'm it. I'm above Jerry like I always am. Well, that's that I don't, goes I don't. I don't like any of this. That's it. No, <laughs> I should be... My product placement should be up and to the left. I don't understand this other junk. No, this is like the Brady Bunch intro. We can I know. Like, let's look at each other fondly. Here's a story of a guy named Brady. <laughs> okay, so honestly, there's no reason for us to get together, uh, but we're <laughs> kind of going to the point. Uh, Brady, Madison, uh, first of all, excellent job kind of putting out your uh, pandemic uh, podcast that you put out last week. Good, good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jerry. All right. John, uh, you and I have had children uh, in the house, and we've become both uh, educators and uh, daycare uh, people. Yes. How's your, how's, your, uh, how's your life been going so far uh, with your new uh, responsibilities? Um, a little, a little hectic. I mean, like, you know, you got people laying around like, oh, what are you binge watching on Netflix? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I have not. Um, I have been, uh, I've either been working from home or I've been trying to keep my child and my children alive. I've been trying to keep my, my wife taken care of, like I've got stuff to do. So I I am probably busier than ever right now. Yeah, I agree with that. And it is, it's hard to watch anything when you have just kids randomly coming in because you know, you watch, you watch anything. I'm not even kidding. Uh, ABC, uh, I was watching the show and these two girls start making out. Like, on yeah. ABC at seven o'clock at night, and like, the kids walk, and like the kids walk in, and I'm just like, uh, okay. It's Jerry. It's 2020, man. Like, <laughs> no, I get that. But, no judgment here. You know, this is why I got into sports. That way, I could have the TV on something that, no matter what they walked in, the worst thing they were going to see is Russell Westbrook shoot like four of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so, say. Thank God you didn't have – well, how old were your kids or any of your kids during the Piston, Pistons-Pacers brawl? Like, oh, it's okay. You know no, nothing bad's going to happen. Let's just watch this Pistons-Pacers game. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to go roundtable and the roundtable that I have. So forget you guys how you have it on your screen. Uh, let's go, Madison. Uh, give me some Thunder news. Give me something in the last week or so that sort of piqued you as far as any sort of news. Uh, well, let's see. I saw that Danilo Gallinari paid for about 400 test kits, which is really cool because uh, it kind of just shows that he's still really involved in the community, even though they're not doing much basketball right now. So at least they're still staying pretty active uh, with Oklahoma City. And a bunch of these guys, they've been going on uh, just live Instagram feeds. They've been going on different podcasts, different Zoom chats that um, the audio and the video have been released out, like Chris Paul went on with LeBron James the other day and they talked about some really cool stuff. I watched that for a bit. Um, and then who, Oh, just Danilo Gallinari again. He's been on a couple of zoom calls and they've 
released different uh, audio clips and video for that. So that's just kind of cool seeing these guys are still engaging with other people out in the community. They're not just kind of hunkered down and locked up and just out of sight. So that's good. They've been posting like some workout videos. So they're still doing good stuff like that. Um, but that's really uh, the things that have stuck out to me. It's just that they're staying engaged with other people. They're kind of still putting themselves out there, not just like disappearing and Oklahoma City kind of goes off the radar. So it's kind of cool to see that they're still giving back. They're still being active um, and they're still just communicating with each other. So um, good for them. And they, they still look good. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, what Madison talked about, it's awesome just to see um, the millionaires. Because like, I've seen people say this, but it's awesome to see the millionaires uh, help out in the community and the billionaires just can't be bothered right now. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Clay Bennett or some other NBA owners are doing their part. We know Robert Kraft is, like, sending a plane to China to go pick up, like, zillions of dollars worth of masks that, may, that probably don't work because they're made in China. But anyway, um, like, specifically Thunder-oriented, I tried to listen to that Chris Paul podcast uh, with Karam Butler. I don't know about you guys. Um, maybe it's because I've been doing podcasts now for a few years, and maybe I'm a little bit of a snob, but I could barely understand or hear Chris Paul because he was basically just talking probably like on the Skype app on his phone, and the audio was awful. I got two minutes in, and I was like, I can't listen to this. So I just read like some transcripts, and like, okay, he didn't really say anything particularly interesting. But uh, really the only – thing that I'm still waiting for and we're not going to really know this until the off season if that ever like whenever that comes but uh Billy Donovan uh coaching the contract year like what is what does all this mean like what does this mean for a guy in the final year of his contract but we can get into that later John yeah first of all what a tremendous system we have that if you need a COVID test you need a millionaire to donate it to the government so that way you can actually get i mean that, that's just a foolproof uh sort of plan that we have there that we are basically at the mercy of the millionaires and billionaires uh to donate the needed supplies to the government that we elect to protect us that is just top notch i'm being so sarcastic right now <laughs> thank so. you thank you our all-powerful millionaires thank you so much yeah no i mean like it, it is great there are a number of nba players there's a number of pro athletes there's a number of entertainers there's a number of of people that have um you know donated to try to fill in the uh cavernous gaps uh let, let's say so uh good for them uh Thunder coverage in particular, I, you know, look, there's not a whole lot going on, quite frankly. Um, you know, we're looking for little morsels of information. Jerry, we, we talked about, you know, the status of the Thunder's 2020 first round draft pick and where that might end up. That's about the most exciting thing that, uh, that I think there's going on in Thunder World right now. Okay, so let's go there real quick. And that's right, because I didn't bring that up yesterday and I bugged you during the day about that. But Barry Trammell puts out an article that if the season were to end, that it what the season did end, but if they were never to pick up the season again, uh, John, that somehow the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder were going to lose a draft pick. All right, so we have to go back to that magical time of November 2016. Uh, you may uh, remember this was this was a few months after one Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors, and Russell Westbrook was starting to get triple-doubles at a record pace. November 2016, Oklahoma City traded Jerry's personal friend, uh, Ersan Ilyasova, <laughs> to the Philadelphia 76ers, um, along with a first-round pick for Jeremy Grant. Now, that first-round pick uh, was in 2020, and it was protected picks 1 through 20. 
So if the pick falls, you know, if, if OKC wound up with a pick that fell one through 20, they would keep it. And instead, a couple of future second round picks would convey instead. Um, however, let's say the season is going to end now, as it is. Uh, Oklahoma City would have the 22nd overall pick. It would convey. It would be Philadelphia's. Um, so th- that is kind of where the status is right now. However, uh, the Thunder later traded. <laughs> the Thunder later traded Jeremy Grant to Denver for Denver's first round pick in 2020. If the season ended now, that would be the 25th pick. It, it's sort of a wash at this point. Guys, did you get? First of all, did you know that? Did you know that not only at stake with all this winning that all of you guys loved, that they were going to lose the number 20 pick? Guy? Come on, I mean that's got to upset you. I mean you got to tank for number 20, right? <laughs> No, I mean, it was, it was something that I think we were all keeping our, our eyes on as the Thunder kept winning uh, once the season was still kind of going on. But it, it got to a point where I was like, hey, everybody, remember that pick that you thought was useless because, you know, from the Jeremy Grant trade to Denver? It's like, well, you know, it might actually be, like John said, it might end up being kind of a wash because maybe Sam Presti honestly knew that this team was not going to be broken up during the season. And he thought, like, hey, we might lose our draft pick organically that we had in the trade uh, with Philadelphia. So we need to kind of get something back to have some draft stock, at least organically in, in our own right, without having to like move on draft day deeper into the draft. Cause that's always going to be a possibility with Sam Presti and the thunder with the assets that they have both future and current. Um, if they want to try and make a splash in the draft, whenever it occurs, they could very well like move into the draft even without having that Denver pick. So um, yeah, I mean, I remember it being kind of like, yeah, let's keep an eye on it. But I mean, are you really that upset Thunder fans? Like you, you fell in love with this team. They kept winning. You enjoyed the win on the road against Boston. You would have potentially enjoyed the Thunder jazz game. If it occurred, if the Thunder won, they got the four seed. So at the end of the day, um, three, a, a difference of three picks that late in the draft. Oh, well, yeah, I can't guys- like, well, I was going to say, I can't speak too much to like what Thunder fans are feeling about this. Obviously, the four of us are always around the team, and we kind of uh, look at it from a different stance. But, I mean, kind of what uh, you guys were just saying, this this fan base really gathered around this group of guys this year. So, I mean, if it's going to be just a couple of guys back, like you're going to lose a little bit of potential. Anything can happen in the NBA draft. And so, I kind of agree with the whole, I don't think Thunder fans should be too enraged about it because there's going to be a lot of good talent coming through. Um, obviously they were pretty pleased with what this team was doing towards the end of that. And so it's kind of just, uh, you know, anything can happen, but there's still going to be someone that comes into this organization that makes a difference, whether people stay in here, whether people kind of get traded out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of that, but I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. Uh, but that's just me personally speaking, there might be Thunder fans who are just absolutely enraged by it. And I just don't know. Uh, Madison, you, you went way over your time. Obviously you heard the ding. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, I can't. I know I can't turn. Um, so if I turn my computer audio off, it turns you guys off. So oh, if no. I have messages uh, through, maybe I'll just put my phone on like. No, Madison. Plain notes and nothing comes no, through. I think fine. I think mine does the same thing too. So my apologies, but, but, but no one texts me, so I'm Sorry, not. I'm, I'm not as popular as Madison. Yeah. What can I say? I do want- I do want to tell you guys also that, honestly, the Oklahoma City Thunder, whoever they were going to take at 20 or 22, it was going to be a guy that they could have taken at 25 anyway. I mean, look, yeah. what was the difference between Un- – Unless it was Brandon Clark, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly where I'm going with that. So, yeah. you know, it's going, to, it's going to turn into some 
intern or some phenom that no one's heard of anyway. So don't right. even sweat it. They have it figured out. Uh, so Jerry, uh, uh, just a, a little follow-up on that, Jerry, just so people you know, sort of get just a little transactional fun for you there. I mentioned that Ilya Sova trade. So yes. that created a trade exception. I know people sort of scoff at those sometimes. You know, what, how are those actually useful? Well, that trade exception later helped them get Doug McDermott in a trade with Chicago, which led to getting Carmelo Anthony, which led to getting Dennis Schroeder. So, you know, those trade exceptions that get generated, some people think, oh, you got to get like, you know, some great player with that. No, sometimes it's just a smaller move to facilitate another move that you can build on later. So um, that's sort of a, uh, you know, a, a bigger picture of that, of that little transaction we're talking about there. By the way, uh, John's alluding to, and both you guys know this, about my you know, big-time one-on-one with Ursan Ilyasova, uh, which is one of the worst interviews I've ever done. First of all, there was a language <laughs> barrier. Second, <laughs> I still wasn't – like, I'm not great now when it comes to interviews, but I was really bad then, and it really turned into a Chris Farley. Like, hey, remember when you were taking charges? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> What was he like? What I don't I don't understand what you say. Did, did he go to Atlanta like after the after the Thunder trade him to Philly? Because then he ended up in Philly like as a buyout guy, right? Brady he wound up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's played for every team. So <laughs> I had him in fantasy basketball in fifteen playing for the Bucks, and I remember he was just like putting up numbers. It was just ridiculous. Played for the uh, Rochester right. Rochester Royals or whatever they were called, and and still there he was hated. Uh, <laughs> no one liked him. Anyway, all right, so here, this is going to make you feel good. Last night, kind of looking over to the news, all kind of great stuff. Uh, it's reported that on the docket today, while we're speaking right now, uh, President Trump will be talking to all the commissioners in sports. Um, so I just want you to think right now, and, and can we name them? I, I, I think I know all of them, including hockey. Does anybody know hockey? Nope. No. Is, is it still Gary Bettman? It's Gary Bettman. Good job, John. It's, okay, okay. Who, who's baseball? It's not the uh, it's not the really old guy. It's Paul Giamatti. No, uh, it's not Paul Giamatti. <laughs> isn't, he an, isn't he an actor? Yeah. Uh, it is Rob Manford. Yes. Okay. NFL. Madison. Uh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roger. It's Ro- Roger. Yes. What? No, Roger. no. It's Fidel. Fidel oh, Goodell. <laughs> Fidel Castro. Roger Goodell. All right. NBA? Adam, Adam Silver. Silverman. Silver okay. All right. You think, he's, you, you think he cut his name? You think he was like Al, Adam Silverstein or Albert Silverman? Well, he was like, Adam Silverman sounds so much cooler. I got to go with that. Like, I would do yeah. the same thing. Adam that's Silver sur- with, Surfer. That's what happened with Richie Valens. Richie is Richie Valenzuela before he sang La Bamba. He cut it in half for Valens because it was cooler. Oh, that's a sad movie. Oh, I mean, come on. It's happened in 59. The day the music died, he lives in infamy. It's fine. Infamy. It's fine. Uh, Let me anyway. see if I can recreate that scene. Richard! Wow. Oh. Wow. John's really good. Well, he's an actor. He was, he was in yeah. Mad Men. He was. He was. The actor. Uh, all right. So Trump is going to talk to the commissioners. Uh, either get yourself in a lot of trouble because it's a podcast and uh, politically talk about what you think about what's going on or, you know, stay uh, middle of the road. Tell me what you think. The president of the United States and Adam Silver in particular, Madison, I'll let you start with that. 
Like, what, what is this? What is this meeting? What is he going to say? What's going to come out of this thing? I mean, honestly, I don't know. That's kind of a good question because I don't really see how the president ties into sports, but there's probably a big, like a much bigger meeting behind that just with um, how it's going to be moving forward because I feel like the entire sports world just got flipped upside down because things are getting pushed back. And whether people understand it or not, sports play such a vital role in just everyone's everyday life. Even if people don't watch sports, you know, uh, like things are scheduled around different sporting events. Uh, they hold different meaning. There's different occasions where sports are very high and mighty in, in like a sense. And so, yeah, I kind of get it because I think things are about to get shifted around a little bit due to the whole pandemic that's going on. Um, obviously basketball, no one knows if it's coming back or not. The NFL has already talked about like how things are getting pushed back, like different training camps. And so it's affecting pretty much everything out there right now. And it's kind of like weird to stomach that because it's so true. It's just affecting a daily life. And kind of like what I just said, if it doesn't, if sports don't even apply to you, like still having the NFL season pushed back, the NBA completely canceled out, even maybe like baseball and like smaller sports like tennis and stuff, having them all kind of shifted around, it just changes like an everyday perspective of what's going on. And so I think it's, I think it's important that President Trump meets with the different commissioners and they're going to have to go through that to see what the best steps are going forward. Right. Okay. I, I, I didn't know if I was next in line on, on your screen, but anyway, I, th I think it's simply just one of two things. He's either going to try and okay, when can you guys, all come back and play your sports because we need it. We like revenue company, like, like everybody that's involved with like the NBA, like the advertisers, uh, the, the employees at the lower level, all the way up to the top, everybody needs to start making money. The econ economy needs help. And then of course, uh, people need something to be entertained by distracted by, you know, it's important. And when I say distracted, I, I mean that in the most respectful way, uh, cause we're all distracted by sports from like actual stuff. But the important thing is to, always be conscious of it, but, you know, be entertained by sports. So it's either that or it's going to be something like, okay, based on everything that I know and from uh, based on everything from the coronavirus task force, uh, Dr. Fauci, of course, um, I don't know if the NBA is going to be able to even do like the quarantine city in Las Vegas. I don't know if that's realistic. So maybe there's going to be a lot of hard truths in this conversation, but I mean, it, to me, I think it's just one of those two scenarios uh, because with, you know, I don't want to get too political, so I'll just sure. stop there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll take the optimistic uh, view here for just a moment and perhaps it's, it's a good uh, opportunity to share information uh, because believe me, the, uh, the NBA has people that they're talking to the NFL, all these leagues are talking to people to, you know, sort of get a, a lay of the land here. And, you know, there are people in the federal government that also have information as well. Um, and yes, yeah, sports are a huge economic driver. I mean, we, we can't, we can't overstate that. And we've talked a lot about, well, what if you do X, Y, and Z to start the league back up? Well, you know, the players have a say in this too, right? I mean, the league can't just order these guys back out and perform you know, they can say, I don't feel like this is a safe environment for me to do so. And so I, I think it's just another conversation about that. Maybe all the leagues just need to get together and, and sort of, uh, you know, so, sort of share a few things, uh, some of their thoughts with each other. Uh, Brady, I'll go where you haven't. Uh, I've seen nothing but buffoonery since the whole damn thing started here. And so honestly, think of the worst case scenario, what this conversation is going to be. Um, and remember, and you say, you know, 
uh, I, I think Madison, you were saying, I don't know how much he has to do with sports or whatever, but he was a owner of an ex. Uh, oh gosh, uh, USFL. 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 Yeah. yeah, back in the day, and so he's always thought of himself as a guy who knew about sports. I think that he was even thinking about buying the Buffalo Bills a couple of years ago. So I just yep. listen. I know what I sound like, and if you don't like what I have to say about it, at TV's Jerry, whatever you want to say, but nothing has been handled correctly so far when it comes to publicly with this administration. So just whenever I read that, I thought, what is just the biggest Three Stooges thing that could happen here? Because I honestly think that's what's, that's what's going to happen. So, and like well, I said, and, and, Yeah, and Jerry, I, again, I gave my optimistic uh, analysis sure. of this. My pessimistic is just going to be just a hobnob with a bunch of, um, you know, higher level people and talk about what a great job he's doing. That, I, that at, at the most pessimistic level is probably what's going on. I think it really depends on like what you want. So like, do you, do you want the NBA to come back? I think we all want the NBA to come back, but realistically, what do you think is going to happen? And if you think realistically the NBA could get away with doing like a quarantine city in Las Vegas and doing the postseason there, then I think optimistically you're thinking this conversation is going to sprout. Okay, well, we need to go do that because of X, Y, and Z and all the importance of that. I just don't think the NBA can do that. I don't think that this season can really go on because I don't know how they can guarantee the health and safety of not just the players, but the coaching staff, the trainers, everybody. And then not to mention, I know a lot of stuff in Las Vegas is shut down, but that's still a huge city. It's still a, a huge international city where thousands of people have been coming in and out of it. I mean. Of course, not over the last few weeks or so, but I just don't know how that can be. I, I don't know how you can be safe with that. So uh, realistically, yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think the NBA is going to come back in the 2019-20 season. And so because of that, I think this conversation is just going to be um, hopefully realistically, hey, guys, we need to bite the bullet and we need to figure out like how to move forward with that. I, I, get, I appreciate all the optimism, but... Um, I just don't know how that's going to work. But again, that would require uh, brain. Brady, I'm going to let you come back to that because John um, and, and Madison, I want you after John on this. I really do want to kind of get into this quarantine city thing because uh, like Brady was saying, you know, Brady put it out there how he doesn't want, he probably doesn't think it's a good idea reading in between the lines of what he says. And two, uh, he put out reasons why it wouldn't work. Uh, guys, what do we think about Quarantine City, John? Yeah, uh, I saw it referred to as the National Biodome Association, I, I think. <laughs> um, that's, th awesome. that's the That's the concept. And, and look, it's one of these things like, well, yes, in theory, if you just put everyone into this giant bubble, basically, and, you know, monitored who went in and out. Um, but, but I mean, is that really going to happen? And I'm thinking like, okay, let's say they pick up the regular season in Las Vegas, they're going to play five or six games. What happens if some dudes get injured that are outside of the bubble, right? You, are, are you going to bring, are you going to be able to bring someone in to fill a roster spot? I mean, like those are some of the minor things, but some of the bigger things are, is this really even a good idea? And ultimately we're all talking about these theoreticals. Um, like if something gets better and it could, I mean, we could be testing a whole lot more a month from now. And we could find ourselves on a path of that happening. But as it is right now, and the way it's been trending, I don't see a lot of, a lot of optimism for being able to create that safe environment that Brady was alluding to, that the players will be willing to you know, go shelter themselves for three or four weeks to go finish an NBA season. 
Yeah, I'm kind of on board with that too, just because this whole thing with this virus going on right now is that I think everybody is pretty optimistic that eventually they're going to be able to get a hand on it and then everything can go back to normal just like that. But that's the thing with bringing a bunch of people together, especially in Las Vegas, which is what Brady was saying, how that's just a, you know, it's a big, like largely populated city that just has people coming in from everywhere. And regardless of if you empty out the city for a little bit, like if you immediately swarm people into the same area, I just don't see that being a very safe idea to just like bring people in immediately as soon as people think, okay, now like things feel a little bit normal, things are getting a little bit better. I think the whole idea of like a quarantine, like safe place in Las Vegas, I think it just puts a lot of people at risk, even if they're not players or coaches, like you could be putting personnel at risk and just a bunch, there's just a bunch of red flags when I think about something like that. So I, that's why I'm kind of like on board with just capping off the season right now. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the best thing to do moving forward because if you want to you know, ensure the safety and everything is going to be okay for players, personnel, staff, everything that's just goes into the NBA so it can be successful in the future. You don't need to rush into something that's very unsure and very uh, kind of shaky because it could be unsafe. It just could lead to a lot of destruction later on down the road. So that's why I'm just not really on board with the whole thing. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just time to call it good. Well, one thing, problem. Madison, that, that, that I saw from Jared Dudley is is he said that decision probably won't be made until June 1st. Like, they, they're going to try to buy as much time before making that decision, it sounds like. That's good. Yeah, and and even if they make that decision, if they made it on June 1st, they would probably have to say, well, we're going to do this, but it's going to start July 1st because what you do is you right. send everybody there and then have to test everybody again. And then if anybody tests positive, you've got to quarantine them for two weeks. In the meantime, you've got to start – like basically a training camp for everybody to get back into basketball shape. So it's one of those things where if they're going to do it, they need to make the, they need to have the decision in mind now, then announce it and then say, well, it's going to be a month from now. So there's still going to be a lot of waiting if this ever is a possibility because of all the, the quarantine that would have to happen, uh, getting the players back into basketball shape and then maybe going through a little bit of a regular season into the postseason, which would be an accelerated postseason probably. Uh, but yeah, it's just a logistical nightmare, but, if the NBA wants to do it and people want it, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Well, there's a lot of bold people that own teams, a lot of bold people that do stuff. I mean, you don't make the kind of money they made as quick as they did or however they did by being safe. And I understand that lives are involved here, but there's a lot of people who own these teams with a lot of ego that says, if anybody can get this done, we can get this done. And I think that's part of the issue that you're going to deal with here. And you're going to have a lot of vain people with a lot of money and a lot of influence who, like you said, they want to make a bubble city. I bet in the back of their head, I can guarantee there's a handful of those owners that are like, oh, I could do that. Why haven't we done this already? So you're running up against that, against, you know, just regular people who are talking to them, uh, scientists that are trying to put common sense into them. So, but how many times have you seen in this league or any league where common sense has much to do with anything? Yeah. And I, I, Look, part of this conversation today may be, look, you've got, to get, you've got to get testing rolled out. We've got to identify those who are sick. We've got to determine what level of isolation needs to happen. If, if you, Mr. President, want sports back, um, you're going to have to severely ramp up the efforts across this country over the next eight to ten weeks 
to be able to identify people, isolate them, uh, care for them, care for the, the, the people that are taking care of them. Like there are so many things that need to start happening rapidly uh, over the course of eight to 10 weeks if, if we want to get back and start having this July basketball that we're you know kind of hypothesizing right now. Sure. Yeah, sh- sharpen those Twitter fingers and uh, you know, get us some more tests and then we can talk. Yeah. I want to lighten things up real quick just before we get into uh, our next topic. Uh, obviously, we're all remoting from our house. We're all, uh, you know, at home doing stuff, uh, doing our part to flatten the curve and, and, and stuff like that. I want you to, guys, reach on your left or your right of something that's near you. That is just, it just it's kind of odd that you would have in a professional setting. We're all here and we're doing our, our show. All right, what, what are you going? Are you going with the Mountain Dew can? Is that what you're the, going with? It's not just Mountain Dew, Jerry. It is Baja Blast, uh, available exclusively in stores. Like I'm getting paid by Mountain Dew right now to talk about this. <laughs> I've got a problem, Jerry. I've got a Mountain Dew problem. <laughs> all right, so you're going Mountain Dew can. Uh, Brady, what do you got? I can't reach it, but you can see all my distilled water for my CPAP machine because I have sleep apnea. And then there's a, a bottle of uh, whiskey right there that I didn't finish from the previous Zoom meetings that we had. And then a, a little bottle of lotion because I don't know about you guys. Water, buddy. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also a thing, a lotion, because I don't know about you guys, but after washing my hands a zillion times oh. a day, um, they're cracked. Like on the edges, they kind of, they kind of almost bleed. So, so yeah, lotion needing to uh, lube up a little bit. That's not where I thought you were going, but good. Good for you. <laughs> Madison. So uh, right now I'm actually at my parents' house and it is, um, it's quite, it's interesting because I'm in the room that I like grew up in, which was like my middle school room. I locked you in a room, Madison? It's also like my high school room. And so I have all of my trophies. Look, I'm fine, Madison. That's me. There's a fine Madison. Look at that flex. It looks like David, like David Lee Roth. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's funny get, because uh, if knows me, you guys know that I like don't like colors very much. And this room is like reeking of color. And there's a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need wow. to get Dylan Buckingham on here so he can show off his trophies. God, oh, it's, absolutely. His are probably way more winning journalism. Okay. Wow. So I, I do my stuff in front of my record collection so I can look cool or whatever. So uh, just randomly, there's a Chicago double album. Nice. <laughs> it's just ever, right by me. Have you ever played it backwards? I have not. Backwards you, actually sounds better. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, of it's course, four, six to twenty-five. Oh, Kenny G, yeah. Even it's sexy. It's a, it's a board game. <laughs> wow. Gosh, I, I think <laughs> I get. I think I get bored playing it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And of course, I got one of these handy. Of yeah. Just in case. Just this in case. Like, this is this is the part where Jerry would say, like, by the way, uh, you will be receiving all these in the mail in the next few days. You <laughs> <laughs> do the whole interview like this. There we go. There, there, there you go. go. No, you just you just you tape that in front of your like camera. So when you have to do a Zoom meeting for work, you're just like, I'm here, but you're actually <laughs> but you're actually asleep. Um, did anybody watch the uh, the NBA 2K last night? I did not. I heard it was. Not good. I, no, I just, one of it's, us, a, it's a big no for me. I'm not going to watch millionaires play video games, man. 
I watched two games. <laughs> I watched. Okay, but I was watching Onward with the kids. It was on uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. And so on the big TV, I was watching Onward, and I had my iPad next to me, and I had it on. Uh, all of us have to feel terrible for Kevin Durant uh, getting the number one seed and dropping to a 16 seed. He lost? Uh, yes, he lost. <laughs> <laughs> And they kept on, and they kept on making the point that the way that they were ranked, they were ranked that way because of how they're ranked in the game, not because somebody came up with this great like video game, like how good they were at video games rankings. So, but yes, number one ranked Kevin Durant. He lost Choke. to Derek Jones. Yes, Miami Heat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so K- Katie, Katie to the Heat confirmed it's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he played with the Bucks. Uh, uh, whatever, uh, jo- Derek Jones Jr., right? He's a junior, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He played with the Bucks and KD played with the uh, Clippers, I think. And then I saw Trey Young just destroy Harrison Barnes, <laughs> which would make total sense if you admit, like, because that's a grown man, right? Who probably has like responsibilities and bills, and Trey Young, <laughs> who still probably lives with his parents. <laughs> yeah, I think. I- no, is he quarantining in Atlanta or like I feel like I saw something where I was like, oh, did he go back to Norman with his parents? I mean, that's what I did. So uh, I have no, but I have no, but I, I that just made sense. And then Patrick Beverly was talking crap uh, in Got his her. game. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, so it was. I mean, it was what it was. It it was people trying to put something together and entertain people, and I watched some stuff. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's cool. I wonder if Patrick Be- Beverly was like, "Hey, can we turn off fouls? Like, can we just can we just turn off fouls so I can just beat the hell out of you?" <laughs> so I no interest. Russ and KD play each other. I said I wanted KD to pick the the Thunder. That's what I wanted to see. Oh man, and, the troll the troll job would be so good that I might tune in. <laughs> Any thoughts, Madison? Uh, no, so I don't play video games at all. Like, I've never played video games. And so I don't really understand the concept of them. However, I know I'm going to get roasted for saying that. Uh, so my boyfriend <laughs> last night, he said that he was watching it. And I was like, cool, like, have fun. But I saw, like, a bunch of different clips about it. Apparently, I was missing out because everyone was saying it was actually kind of interesting and, like, funny to watch. And I guess Trey Young is really good at video games. So Well, he's uh, a kid. Yeah, didn't, watch, <laughs> didn't watch at all, but... Yeah, maybe I'll catch the next one. We'll see. The conversations between Zach Levine and uh, Aiton uh, for uh, Phoenix. DeAndre Aiton. Yeah. DeAndre Aiton. I, th- I thought that that was actually that was more fascinating than the actual games because they were talking about like teammates that they knew like of each other and just like little mm-hmm. little different things. I thought the conversation was actually that was the more interesting part. This would have been was great. Aiton, was he eligible to play? He wasn't suspended for PED. <laughs> <laughs> This would have been great in the late '90s, early 2000s, when players like hated each other. Like 90% right. of the league hated each other. They they play with somebody like, oh yeah, this dude owes me money, and then they just start bitching about it. <laughs> Could you imagine Gilbert Arenas playing this? Oh, and against somebody, Jabaris Grittenden. Somebody like, being two thousand hundred or two hundred thousand dollars in debt. By Gilbert the time Arenas the game is over. Gilbert Arenas would be like, hey, let's stop playing 2K. Let's play Grand Theft Auto. I don't know why, but let's let's just play it. <laughs> All right. Let's play um, Fortnite. Pick your gun. <laughs> All right. So th- this is a good job. I think we did a good job uh, kind of coming together. We'll, we'll probably try to do this here in the next, you know, once or twice a month or, or something like that uh, to keep things going. Uh, as far as uh, future endeavors, um, 
I know that they're probably far and few between, but uh, guys, do you have anything in the next couple of weeks that you're going to be putting out? Madison? Yeah, so I was actually talking with you a couple of nights ago, Jerry, and I'm going to start doing a On This Day in Thunder History segment that will be on thefranchiseok.com as well as uh, my Twitter and then also Franchise OK. And so it's going to be, I was going to do like three to four a week just so I'm not constantly overwhelming it. But uh, like yesterday, I put out my first one. It was just back in 2000. 14 when the Spurs played the Thunder at home and that was a big win for Oklahoma City it had a stacked roster it was really fun uh so yeah that's what I'm going to be working on and then obviously if anything comes out with like Eddie Sutton getting in the Hall of Fame I put a piece out on that yesterday and I'm so excited guys like I I cried yesterday I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it I cried and so I was really excited to do that um so yeah just on the same Thunder history be on the lookout for stuff like that at least 3 to 4 times a week and then uh, if anything else comes out I'm sure Brady and myself and Ryan and Christine will all be collaborating on that stuff. John I actually Madison brings that up and you've actually been on a uh, huge soapbox for years now talking about Eddie Sutton. Go ahead and get that out real quick. Yeah and uh so I I retweeted where what was it in 2015 I went to the Basketball Hall of Fame in in Massachusetts and and I did find like one <clears throat> little spot about Eddie Sutton and uh, he, he belonged in there then uh, he belonged in there years before that. But um, you know, every year it would come up that he'd be nominated. I remember one year that Doug Gottlieb uh, wrote a very heartfelt letter saying we, he needs in and he needs in now. Um, you know, I remember there was uh, there was one pregame show that, that I did, Jerry, it was just me and Desmond Mason. And it was right after Eddie was denied again. And uh, it was it was kind of therapeutic for Des and I to just vent about how ridiculous it was that, you know, they kept keeping him out. And so finally, he's in. I, I wish he was uh, healthier in mind and body, um, you know, for this. And, and it's I don't know, maybe it's because there probably won't be a ceremony that you know, someone finally relented and let him in, but whatever. He has been a Hall of Famer. We've known it. We've just been waiting for the official, you know, get your head out of your butts uh, sort of statement to get him in. And, um, you know, they, they finally did. But, man, some people's vendettas cost that man, um, you know, what should have been just, uh, just, just a wonderful moment. Earl Monroe is in the Hall of Fame, and Eddie Sutton wasn't. So Earl Monroe just... Just look at his stats. <laughs> Are you talking about Earl the Pearl Monroe? He had a all he did was have a cool nickname, and he played Black on a championship Jesus. Knicks team. He was Black Jesus. Do you not? Know I said about he Black had a. Jesus? I said he had a cool nickname. <laughs> like, let's, uh, I, I, here's what I'll say. First of all, I did not know about you. Uh, that's like me hanging SGA. I have no problem. Uh, what what you're doing right now? It's just <laughs> just no. It sounds that crazy. Um, the basketball hall of fame is just silly. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a thing. As an OU basketball fan at heart, uh, that's the first thing I ever was in my life was an OU basketball fan. Uh, just know that I booed uh, Eddie Sutton relentlessly for years. Couldn't stand the guy, and the reason is because all he did was win when he was at Oklahoma State. And all he did that's was right. get the best out of every single player. I mean, you can go off at Madison. You can, because I'm not going to do it. Name some of those crappy OSU players that just played so great because Eddie Sutton got the best out of them. We worked with Desmond Mason for years. We worked with Joe Atkins uh, for a couple mm -hmm. of years. And just the stories that they would tell about Eddie Sutton, 
And I think all four of us can really appreciate that he loved basketball. Yeah. And we all love basketball. And there's no one more deserving right now to be in than him. And uh, I'm glad he's getting in. And uh, it kind of made me, uh, uh, you know, a little sentimental this morning. Dylan, on his newscast, played uh, last year whenever Kelvin Sampson went back with his Houston team. And he saw Eddie for the first time in a long time and was kind of in tears because he hadn't seen him in a long time. Uh, it's fleeting, guys. And yeah. it, it just reminds us all, this pandemic reminds us all, love the ones you love. Make sure that they know you love them. Um, even, you know, if it costs you, uh, you know, you have to stay 50 feet from distance, let them know you love them. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully they reciprocate. Uh, so I just, <laughs> man, uh, that was, thank you, Madison. I didn't have that yeah. in my little little rundown. Absolutely. And thank you. That, that reminded me. So good times. Anything to uh, add before we get out of here? Not personally for me. This was fun. I hope we do it more. I enjoyed to uh, chat it up with you guys. All right. We thank you guys. Thanks for showing us your room, Madison. Hey, yeah. Thank you for uh, joining me, <laughs> MTV. Welcome to my high school crib. <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I'm going back to Oklahoma City today. <laughs> if, you're if you're listening to the audio, uh, I think Madison might be able to put up some video clips. We might be able to put oh, up yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> Hell, I, I don't know because this is all experimental to us, but we do appreciate you listening to anything that we have to say. And like I said, we'll do our best to keep ourselves out there and uh, keep you guys informed of what's going on. Uh, for John Hamm, for Brady Trantham, for Madison Morris, I'm TV's Jerry. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>